Welcome to My Creative Corner 3, a podcast about quilting, creativity, crafting, and life in my northern town. Come back weekly and we'll chat about all the things that I'm working on. My name is Vicki Holloway and welcome to the podcast. Friday has finally arrived. It's May 10th. And I am so ready for the weekend. I have to say I haven't put in a full 40-hour work week in quite a while because I've had a million doctor's appointments, dental appointments, and I have an upcoming eye appointment. Why is it that all these appointments that are annual or twice a year, they come at the same time? Oh my goodness. So this week I had a crown put on my tooth and that was a big hassle. It was three hours in the chair last week and then this week I have a little bit of a, it's not an infection but like an ulceration around the tooth. I think probably from the products. It was extra trips to the dentist and and it's been a little sore. So I'm doing an audio only um, podcast this week. So if you're YouTube watcher um you're gonna see some still videos and i apologize about that but my face is just a teeny bit swollen and we'll get by this week with just an audio so that was a big deal and then i had to see you know my primary care doctor for my quarterly check-in and you know i just had my glycohemoglobin done and all that and it's like okay i got to get on a better diet and exercise program because the numbers are not getting any better. Are you with me on this? I really have a hard time with cutting back the carbs to 150 grams a day or less. I don't feel well and it's probably, you know, you just got to go through this like detox part of getting used to it. It's also very expensive to eat that way and I am not a meal prepper and I may need to start becoming a little bit better at at least planning if not prepping my meals so that's been you know a up and down roller coaster ride all week and I think I'm done except for the eye appointment and I'm hoping that I can pick out new glasses this time at the eye doctor because my frames are I don't know probably four years old they still look good they still have the paint And I really like the frames, but if I can uh, find a pair to replace them, I might do that. My my frames are forest green right now, and I kind of like them. And so we had a (laughs) another big thing this week was a car repair on my husband's truck. So we'll see how the budget goes when the eye appointment comes. Might just be replacing lenses, but I have to say that you know overall this week has been you know kind of. A weird week because the schedule has been off and I feel like I need to kind of get back into a rhythm and this is a preparing for summer month. May has always been you know the in-between month where yeah in our neck of the woods it's not necessarily spring this year it's cold <laughs> it's a little chilly um and lots of rain so far it's not really warmed up it's been in the 40s a couple of days on a weekend where it was 60s and 170 degree day and we're definitely way behind on warming up so my garden is slow but i have to say i'm feeling like it's 
is coming in better and I have a better idea of where I planted things. Do you do this every year? I can't remember if I moved plants or not. And it's like, should I move plants again? I don't know because I can't remember what I've planted. I've consulted some photos from last summer and I'm still waiting for plants to start growing because I don't remember. My The lost plants are, where did I put those full sized green hostas. I don't know. I can't find them, but none of the hostas are coming up. So it'll be a surprise. I might want to rearrange a few things in the garden. Um, this weekend, I'm hoping to get my fairy garden set up. I have some of my fairy gardens in the house reset for summer. And overall, this is what I'm prepping for summer. The big prep this week was hauling all of our annual um, junk. It's not household waste it's you know the spring cleanup and it's a once a year event um in the town because we that's part of what we pay our taxes on is for this big junk pickup and and they will take construction things and we had things from the reno like the tub the toilet um some construction stuff in bags that they can take we did all that yesterday we meaning my husband put all of it in a wheelbarrow and put it up to the curb and I took a few things outside in from closets that I had prepared to take to the curb you know just old things that were the kids stuff that nobody wants anymore and they're they're dirty and gross like old stuffed animals that are 30 or some years old and you know things like that it's so hard because I have no problem going through my stuff and throwing out things that are of no use or old or no sentimental value currently. Um, but I have a hard time going through other people's stuff and making that decision. Um, so that was kind of hard, but I thought, you know what, I still saved certain sentimental toys you know one or two that I was asked to save out of those stuffed animals I found a doll that was being requested to be saved and I still saved some other you know there's lots of other things left for my children's childhood let me tell you and it's getting a little easier every year and I have looked at it instead of it being a one-time event I'm looking at it as more of a process because I was also able to let go of a few things from my childhood that were of no use to me anymore and that went to the road. I mean, they're old bicycles and um, just things that we were never going to do anything with. They were all rusted through. You just have to start new sometimes if you really want to get into something and rather than taking a 30-year-old piece of equipment that has no value and somebody else took them they weren't thrown away they took them and they may very well be refurbished by by that person who took them so I'm okay with that so we were happy because I was afraid that the bathtub would be too big for the junk man but the metal scrappers saved the day. Yes, people around here, um, we call them scrappers. They call themselves scrappers. They go around and they pick up all the metal and things that can go and be sold. So, yep, the old dishwasher, the old tub, all the old metal pipes, all the things that were of any value to the road, 
the scrapper took and I was thrilled in all my um, old bathroom towel stackers that I didn't need anymore. A lady came up and said it was precisely what she was looking for. So I was feeling really, really good that things of value found new homes. And this is the time of year. You put it out to the road and before it rains on it in 10 minutes, people come and pick it up. So it's kind of an annual event. I mean, you you get to know people. People actually came to the door and knocked on the door and said, hey, do you mind if we take it? Which is very polite because it wasn't that many years ago I put things out to the road, bagged up with bags, tied, because I didn't want people going through like old clothing and papers and stuff. And, and uh, the people ripped everything open and it was strewn all over the street like because they were looking for things that were of value and it, it was like if it was a value I left the boxes open and this was after my father-in-law died and we had uh personal things and clothes and it, it was awful and so I've been kind of gun shy on <laughs> junk day because I didn't want my personal belongings strewn all over the street and um, I also found out a new thing. So I'm going to change the subject from junk day to a um, estate sale service. There's, I've just realized that in town this year, rather than doing your own garage sale or yard sale, you can hire um, these two ladies have started their own business and they will come into your house and do what they call an estate sale. I used to think that estate sales were things uh, only for deceased people, but no, it just could mean that your estate is having a sale and you want to make some money and pare down and move and whatever, because I can't stand dealing with the whole setting it up of a yard sale and then dealing with the people who go, yeah, I still got $5 on that. And they want to sit there and talk for 45 minutes to pay a quarter. I just, I have no patience for that. It's like, it's a dollar. It's $5. The prices are firm. There's no negotiation on this. It's, you know, it's a yard sale. So, or the people who come at the end of the day, they've come and scooped you at the beginning and then they come at the half hour before you close and say, I'll give you $10 for everything left. Uh, you know, so there's some of that that just uh, I find difficult to deal with. So I'm thinking, you know, in the next couple of years, I may hire them if they're still around and have a sale like that where other people do it and just kind of go through and get rid of even more. I mean, I'm not paring down and planning on moving, but I am getting suffocated by the generations of stuff that I feel it's almost a burden that has been given to me by other people. And I mean, there's lots of sentimental things that I want to keep from both my family and my husband's family, but it's become a burden of just trinkets of things that I don't want, don't need, but somebody else could use. And I don't have the time or the physical strength to pack everything up in boxes and take it to Goodwill or Salvation Army is actually where I would prefer to donate things to. It's just, it when you work as much as I do, and then you get home and you have all these ideas and then you're tired. And I like to do creative things more than paring down my stuff and my grandmother's stuff and my in-laws stuff and all the things that have been placed in my care and I'm ready to not have them in my care anymore. So spring cleaning, does that do that to you? I love spring cleaning though. It It's the mixed emotions of 
choosing what needs to go, but the freedom of getting rid of it and opening up space that I can rearrange what I have. So that's been my next goal. Now that some of the stuff in the house from the renovation is out, that leaves some more wide open spaces in some rooms that I really want to work on what I call resetting or redecorating um, for this, the summer months. So I'm preparing for that. The kitchen is pretty much set the way I want. You know, I have left things in the cupboards, um, which is a good thing because if you remember, I did the clutter bug. I read her book and did her challenges and I've gone through kind of a decluttering with her. And we also have style. So I am a ladybug. I like everything put away. Don't want to see it. And I can put boxes and boxes and boxes in the closets and boxes are a mess. And in fact, I have lost a couple of things because of boxes and boxes. You might recall, I have a list, an ongoing list of lost things. And on that list is my original wedding band set, my husband's military medals and hit some rings like from high school and college and the military that I can't find. They're all in a box that is in a box somewhere and I haven't found it yet. It's still in the house. I haven't thrown it away. It's deep in a closet and just haven't got there yet. But my husband has a different organizing style and clutter bug. You can find her website with all her printables and freebies and links to her books at clutterbug.me. So my husband is what you call a bee, B-E-E, as in a busy bee. He likes everything out so you can see it in an organized way. So you can tell that there are two different organizing styles that occasionally clash. But I think after 30, oh my gosh, 33 years of being married this year, we have come up with with the help of Clutterbug's ideas, some solutions that have alleviated the conflict. There are places where my husband has things out and one of the rooms is his uh, room that is full of his music equipment and um, some of his technology stuff. And that room had a lot of renovation stuff in it and it needs to be reset. Now it will have things that are out in the open in an organized way that soothes his organizing style. And my organizing style is everything in a drawer in a box. And I'm trying to label things so that I can find them. And I've organized the drawers with bins, if you remember, and trying to keep that organized. It's a challenge. My Marie Kondo folding in my little dresser that's downstairs is failing. I've abandoned the folding for getting the job done quick and shoving it in a drawer, which is a bad habit of mine. But I have my little clothing dresser in my room downstairs. So it's a four bedroom house. Off the dining room is a tiny bedroom that I use for storing and my tool bench with my cutting table and all of that. And in there's a dresser with my clothes because I can't take it all the way up to the second floor. My husband has the bedroom off the, the living room and that's for the music room. And that's been, um, they've been bedrooms and other th functions throughout the time of we've owned this house. And upstairs is two bedrooms and the spare bedroom is being, that'll be my next project. So the first thing I want to do in this resetting and redecorating is the living room and 
my husband's room for music. So we're just going to, I'm going to change out all the accessories. I want to pack most of them away, get some new ones out, get new color. I want to hang a curtain made out of felt circles I've been talking about. Um, the dining room, I pretty much have reset for summer. I changed the table runner on the table to my granny stripe afghan that's aquas, teals, blues, and white with my beautiful pom-pom that I've hung over the shears. It's pom-pom valence, I call it. I bought it at a store. It's pinks and teals and it all ties in together. And just keep working on paring down some of the things that I have out. I've changed some of the artwork and I plan on buying some updated family photos to hang and that will make the room will be done. Just a couple little things. Living room, so to coordinate with that curtain, I'm going to change out some of the quilts and the pillows and accessories to be more bright, bold, and wow. The walls all throughout the living dining are painted a gray and there's no painting going to be done here. We already painted his room a couple winters ago and we had it all set up and totally organized but you know with the reno it got discluttered so it needs to be decluttered and restaged and I'd like to change up a couple of accessories in there to give it a fresh look and basically shop the house you know maybe rearrange some of the artwork that I have in the house to different spaces make it feel fresh and new and I've done my my craft room but that's always an ongoing battle of keeping stuff in boxes and <laughs> as projects come along and then I'm slowly moving up to that bedroom upstairs it has a twin bed in it and a double bed is coming so it's big enough for a double and a twin so it'll be kind of a guest room and then those closets are slowly being reset and I've slowly reset you know last winter the curtains and things from when the kids were young to a more updated look. I had some Ikea panels that have a nice real Nordic design on them with shears that I bought at Ikea and kind of giving the house a lighter, brighter, fresher look. That's the whole point. Lighter, brighter, fresher look for spring and summer. And I'm hoping that that'll keep the light even coming in in the winter. So that's my experiment. Is going to be doing all of this stuff with the spring cleaning and be waiting for the warmer weather to come because Highland game season kicks off in a couple of weeks for Memorial Day weekend and I've been preparing a portable project, my temperature quilt. I've caught up on the hexagons. I've got probably six weeks and I, I think I'm eight to ten weeks needing to be caught up in prepping. And then I'm going to sew those all together and I'm going to have a nice take along project. Hexagons that are prepped, I think will be easy portable project. My Gryffindor scarf is getting too long. It's almost to the 80% mark and it's getting too big to be um, something to take on as a portable project for a Highland game field, maybe in a hotel room, but not outside. So I'm prepping for the summer and that includes working on a pineapple quilt. Yes, I'm signed up for a quilt along with Fat Quarter Shop making a really cool pineapple paper pieced quilt, foundation paper pieced. 
I've shared on my Creative Corner 3 Facebook group a couple of blocks that I've made. It's a pretty labor-intensive quilt, so I'm not waiting till last minute on this. I am jumping on the first week I could possibly do it. Picked out some fabrics and got the paper piecing uh, parts for half of the quilt, and I'm running with it. The other part of prepping for summer is I, I've been working on my own quilts in the queue I call it and all of a sudden spring has come along and people have weddings and graduations and birthdays and I have customer quilts yay just about the time I'm thinking I'll never get another customer quilt again and I have some bills due that I need to pay for then the customer quilts come and I'm so excited so I have a meeting with the customer tonight I have two more customer quilts in my queue, plus about four of my own, maybe five, four or five of my own. And I think I'm going to get it done this summer. It's going to be caught up. The Cricut will be fully paid for, and I will be in creative heaven because I'll be really kicking it on getting the things that I have left in the queue. They're not real big projects. They'll be done shortly, and I'm practiced up. It's a good thing I prepped for this in April by doing my April challenge because I have practiced up most of my stitches and I'm getting ready to do new ones and I am very excited about getting the long arming going especially for customers. It's really really pretty fun to do quilts for other people and I have a baby quilt to do that's a very unique style it's grays and yellows and I ordered the thread and it just came in and I get to stitch runes on a little tiny border and I'm going to do my Greek key with a curl in the middle on that one mm, it's going to be super fun it's a super modern improv quilt the, the very type I absolutely love 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 to work on because there's a little bit more freedom and creativity in, in those kinds of quilts. So really that's that's what I've been working on. Um, I do have a Quilts for Cure quilt loaded on the long arm. It's almost done. And if you haven't heard, I'm on the board for Quilts for Cure and it is a nonprofit um, foundation organization, a nonprofit organization where we have volunteers and people who are making quilts. We have um, used Cluck Cluck Sew's free heart pattern in the past, but it's not required that you use that pattern. And it in yellow and in blue, because yellow is the color for childhood cancer. And these quilts go to children who have cancer. So if you know a child who needs a quilt and has cancer, you know, go to quiltsforcure.org and there's a way to request a quilt. And I'm finishing up a quilt that I'm I'm ashamed to say I've had it for a few months and it's the final borders are being long-armed. I did feathers in the border and then the hearts I alternated between a paisley and my swirls and stipples in the background just to give it a custom look and time for me to practice that was my May practice quilt and I'm looking for a home in Michigan actually for this for a child that might be local um, if not I may donate it downstate to one of the children's hospitals who said they have lots of children there that they can 
find um, a child to love this quilt. But if you have a quilt that you've worked on or a quilt top, you know, there's a way to finish it and find a lovely home for it for a child who is sick and it will give them that physical feeling of hug and and that people care about them. So quiltsforcure.org. I've been working on that and my hexes and those are some pretty labor intensive projects. I'm kind of messing around with my macrame ring, the larger one with the cord that I cast on a few weeks ago. I got the mesh done at the top and I've been watching videos to, to get inspired on how I want to finish it. <clears throat> and I need to look at um, refreshing my memory on a double half hitch as well as um, making some de design choices. So I'm kind of thinking about that. Excuse me. <clears throat> Spring and allergies are starting to get, even though it's only 50 degrees, we're starting to get to allergy weather. But <clears throat> I think that will wrap up this week's episode of My Creative Corner 3. I have been busy. But there are times that it's a little less busy. And when I start recapping my week, either through the podcast or on the blog, I realize, you know, I got a little bit more done than I thought I did. And I think that's the beauty of having a blog. Um, even if no one comes and reads it and you do it as a personal type of journal of trying to keep track of all the things that you've been doing and taking pictures and and that's my way of, of journaling about the creative things I've done. And I have to tell you, it has opened my eyes to know that um, just spending 15 minutes a day on a couple different projects. So it's like two or three sessions of 15 minutes. I'm amazed. It really adds up. The April challenge has reinforced that idea for me. And I'm realizing that, you know, I'm not a failure at everything I attempt, like keeping my sugar <laughs> down and losing weight. Is, those are two things that I haven't achieved a lot of success in. But I can get fired up about trying new things, trying novel ways to solve the problem that I have with my health because I've been successful with this 15 minute a day and sticking with it. You know, it's the persistence, the continuation of your habit in this routine. And it's been very helpful and I feel great about it. So now I'm taking that to another challenge, which is sprucing up the house for the summer and preparing for summer in May by my hexagon prepping challenge. So if you're preparing for summer too, join us on the group, My Creative Corner 3 on Facebook. Show us what you're preparing for. I'm also prepping my, my spring garden because we haven't got plants up yet. I know if you're in a warmer climate, you're probably well beyond this, but you know, share with us. Show us what you're working on. And I would love to also have you join me every once in a while on Instagram. I'm there every day sharing a little bit of my day-to-day -day life and slow process of things or our creative souls where my sister and I are sharing our gardening as well as our creative projects. And lastly, I just wanted to remind everybody that you could buy me a virtual cup of coffee. I It was Nurses Week this week and I got surprised by my co-workers. I was shocked. They got me 
cards, coffee, and chocolates. I can't believe it. You know, some of the best surprises of expression of thanks are ones that you were not expecting. And so it was very nice after several years of Nurses Day, Nurses Week being ignored to have people say thank you um, for the work you do. And the free coffee was also very much appreciated. So you could buy me a virtual cup of coffee through my blog at mycreativecorner3.wordpress.com. You could give me a McDonald's coffee price or you could send me the equivalent of a virtual cup of coffee for Starbucks. Um, all of the donations that people make toward the virtual cup of coffee as well as my Patreon goes to defraying the cost of doing the podcast and keeping up on the websites and data plans and all of the things and equipment. So I want to say thank you to everybody who has purchased me a virtual cup of coffee. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And I want to say thank you to my Patreon. And I want everybody to have the most wonderful week. Mother's Day weekend is this weekend. And as we are remembered by those who we may be a mother to. We also remember our mothers and those grandmothers and mothers who have gone on. May our memories be sweet and full of nostalgia that makes us smile and be happy. Quilt on, everyone.